0: so we do a mic check, and we sound great. Bill immediately moves his chair closer. It's like, look, Bill, we were fine where we
1: were. why you shut to move? shut
0: up. What I'm going to show you right now
1: will change your life forever. I really hope it's not your ass. I went to Guitar Center last night to buy some bass strings. Okay. And as always, I like to go look at the board to see if, what bands are needing, if they need somebody of my... Talent. Now, obviously, not. It's a lot of scream metal bands and things like that. Yeah. But this one flyer blew my mind. A band, it was all handwritten. Okay. Like Sharpie? With art drawn on it. Okay. For a band locally called The Wonderbolts. Now, I wasn't sure what that meant, but as I looked down, The Wonderbolts is a reference to My Little Pony. It's a My
0: Little Pony band? This is
1: a brony band based in Houston. And they are... uh, (gasps) What you are seeing is a live video from Equestria Fest, Fiesta. And they are looking for a bass player. (laughs) Dude, I'm digging it.
0: Look at that. That is heart and soul. <laughs> oh, oh. that's no Dude, how much do you think all those lights like the prom lights that they I, got in the background cost? Like $100? I, I, you think they rented them? I, I don't know. Now, those are definitely laser light guys. owners. My
1: question is, how many sex offenders are in this room? This one or that one? Well, cuz it's a, it's a Brony fest. You can't assume how that about many Bronies. It's got to be there's got to be at least 3 no, or 4. No, no, Bill. No. Like if you called some probation officers,
0: you're being broniist again. I guarantee you. No.
1: There are some there's some
0: sex violations. No, if, if you went to the like sex registry website yeah. and, and like that convention was in your town, it would be statistically average that you live near <laughs> a sex offender, okay? But Bill, can you can you believe there is a band of grown men? Yes, I totally can. <laughs> I
1: want to go see I, them. I'm waiting now. I'm waiting for like a Steven Universe band. Like oh the, my
0: god! If there's one, I am their biggest fan. The gym the Gemini. I don't know. I don't know where you are or where, but I want to find you and listen to you. But no, you can't assume that bronies are pedophiles. That's bullshit. Like I, like Andrew the Brony from that Toxic City episode. He's my he's my bro. We're, knee, we're like soul. Knee. We're like, yeah. He's my soul me. Yeah. Like no, I totally think you can enjoy something that's
1: hello and welcome to another 2016 edition of Long Bong Small Talk. I am Bill Kirtner, totally talking
0: over Rodney right now. So not only did you blow out the mic, <laughs> you blew out my goddamn air drums.
1: <laughs> it is the first full episode of 2016 with you and I. You did your Rod show with starring Rod with Rod. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it was a it was a bit of a clusterfuck. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear it. I just I threw. Imagine you, that you didn't you, listen to it. You
1: sent me. You said. You said. I record show. I can't do nothing. You put make pretty. So I, I put all this stuff on it real quick. I heard a couple things and I heard. It, uh, yeah. Uh, I I read this thing. This thing was really good. I was like ah. All right. I'm done. Yeah, and, I, and then I loaded it up to the website, and they're like, "So you're gonna put it on the FTP?" I'm like, "No, fuck y'all,
0: fuck all y'all." So, so, so I want to say something about that episode. So, I realized something. I can do the podcast without you. Oh. I just don't want to Aww. because when I do, it, it was it was sad, and like having to respond to your own jokes was a really weird feeling. <laughs> it was like, hey, remember that thing that I said just now? Wasn't that funny? Like <laughs> you just see the stuffed animal, the with the. <laughs> I, that may have helped. Just yeah. something to stare into its eyes. Yeah. It's like, what did you think about extraordinary <laughs> X Men number one?
1: What did you think, Fluffy Bill? <laughs> I loved Oh, uh, dude! So it's 2016. It is. It's a new year. We're together once again. Yeah, the beard is still here. The beard it. is here. Here to stay for a while. I'm <sighs> not getting rid of it. I'm
0: enjoying being a
1: man now. Yeah.
0: <sighs> My so, M- I'm so excited for us. My Bob Misfa
1: is uh, in, in a few weeks. so I,
0: I can't lift your chair.
1: It's all right. It's all right. Um, I'll sing that song, though. So, so Bill,
0: Bill, you're really old now. <laughs> you're really old now. It's time to grow a beer ear. <laughs> all right. So, you had a story you wanted to tell me. Oh, oh God. So, <laughs> the Fred Savage story. <laughs> the already infamous Fred Savage story. So, I was talking to my wife um, about. Um, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Randy Savage, yes. There's a, a new mod out for Fallout. Yes, I saw that. Um, I saw where it basically puts Macho Man Randy Savage skin over something called a Death Claw which is a big like monster thing I that can you. kill you in just a few swipes. It's like one of the danger, most dangerous animals in the game. Um, so, hilarious, right? So I'm telling my wife about this and she goes, okay... I don't understand that. I was like, "Babe, that's amazing! It's Roger Man, Randy Savage, like <laughs> snap into a Slim Jim." Yeah, Slim Jim, yeah, okay. Slim <laughs> Jim is the Fallout Four. I it. understand. That was a joke, I though. know.
1: See, but I was, I was trying, like, I'm trying to ruin a joke. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. mission accomplished. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, so she's like, "I don't understand how that's interesting." I was like, "Roger Man, Randy Savage, snap into a Slim Jim. Like big guy, real colorful wrestler. He looks like yeah. he looks like a Slim Jim." um she was like I-, I think i'm thinking of someone else the guy i'm thinking about is from the wonder years i think he's like a director now <laughs> i was
1: like
0: hang on so oh, you're mixing man. up fred savage from the wonder years like 80 pound director guy <laughs> who could barely grow a beard if he tried yeah with the macho man, Randy Savage, whose <laughs> blood was basically testosterone. Yeah, just, yes. They, they milked him for sex changes in the 80s. <laughs> okay? She mixed those two up. She had no clue that they weren't the same person. I, I, I don't even know. I just had to walk out of the room. Yeah. That's awkward and weird. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... I mean, I almost understand it just because, you know, Savage yeah, and Savage. Y- y- you know. And they were both biggest in the 80s. Sure. Sure. But that's unforgivable. I mean I in some
1: countries it's grounds for divorce.
0: Yeah. She yeah. deserves a good stone in. You
1: might, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's time to uh, find out if you're gonna get paid on those fetid calves your her father owes you or what, you know. <laughs> you know? But yeah. I ate those calves a long time <laughs> I was ago. Say. Nice. So, what about you, Bill? Shit, man. All I did this week I've been reading, but before we, because we want to talk about comics later, uh, I did watch Making a Murderer on Netflix. Yeah, you felt that. Holy shit. It's, it's a so, trap. So good. That, that's so, what a
0: lot of people say, but then, like, so it blew up social media. Yeah. Everyone's like, man, you have to watch this. Sign the petition. He's totally innocent. So. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> So now, I'm hearing from all these other news organizations, like, oh, well, this was cleverly edited, or this was left out, They they, they do, skip this pertinent information. After, after I watched the show, then I started reading the
1: news. And I, st- I went and read some of the blogs. Like, there's a conspiracy theory blog where they have, like, four different theories as to who actually did it. There's also the prosecutor, who they totally, uh, they, 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 they nail this guy at the very end, because he's kind of an asshole, the and mur- or the alleged murderer? No, no, the prosecutor. Oh, okay. And the prosecutor, then they find out has been like he will he will like represent women, like battered women, and then totally start sexing them. And he's married, and they oh yeah, they totally throw him against the wall. It was and it's right at the end because you don't like the guy. He's a real he's a real kind of whiny asshole that kind of talks like this, mm-hmm. and he's always smiling when he talks. Yeah. So he's, it's kind of like those
0: are those are both like uh,
1: symptoms of being overpaid. Uh, no, he looks like one of those guys. Is just is constantly saying "fuck you" to your face. You know, he's just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you going?" Oh, like his inner monologue. Yeah, it's like "fuck you, fuck you, hey. fuck you." It's always a smile. Like every time you see him at a press conference, he's just like, "Well, no, we didn't say he was a murderer. We did say though that he mutilated a body and burned it in a fire." Yeah, you know. But he, we didn't say murder. You know. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's also crazy to see. That they did frame him for the first murder. The first thing he was framed for. And you're thinking, holy shit, this is real. I mean, like, this is some real shit. Like, your government can, you know, your local government yeah, can, this happens. can fuck with you.
0: It's not just TV.
1: Yeah. And it, I'm like, I'm never going to Wisconsin. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like nothing good happens in Wisconsin. We'll just stay the fuck out. But I definitely recommend watching that shit. Because it is, it's a good way to kill a week. Well, After first one. off,
0: I I apologize to all Wisconsin people. Not me. Nope. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I know you're not all cow Fuck rapists and murderers. Fuck all you. Fuck all you terrible cops and rapists murderers. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> so I uh, I don't know. I just I'm gonna probably watch it, but uh, there's so many other things right now.
1: Well, I got halfway through Jessica Jones, and I like it, but it's real hard. There's some real depressing moments in it. There really are. And it's like, uh, it ain't like Daredevil where the action and, and the whole, like the story really keeps going. It is really a darker toned show than Daredevil. And Daredevil was dark. Yeah. You know, Daredevil wasn't My Little Pony. You know, Daredevil doesn't get his own band. Yeah. You know, the Blind Murdochs. You know? <laughs> but, but
0: um, Jessica Jones is good. It'll probably take me another couple weeks to finish it. It is really heavy. It varies. It's like drinking like a good, heavy, dark beer after years of drinking like Budweiser.
1: Holy shit, I was at the gas station
0: yeah. just before I came here. Uh huh.
1: You know they have a Miles Davis Bitches Brew Ale? No. It's one of my favorite jazz records of all time. And I'm sitting there standing in line for Powerball tickets, and I'm looking, and I go, is that Miles Davis? That's a Miles Davis Bitches Brew Ale.
0: Dude, those microbreweries... They name it's it whatever. amazing. They name it whatever. Nobody. But gives it's a got fuck. the
1: artwork from the album and everything. I got just to put it on the shelf at the house, you know. Well, maybe that's their stick.
0: Fucking <laughs> 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 weird, man. I
1: know microbreweries. How gay? Anyway,
0: um, what else we got going on? I, dude, I have got a long list of shit to talk about. We'll talk, I just, go ahead and talk. I just don't know why we brought up microbreweries for a second. Well, don't
1: fuck with the program. Just fucking talk.
0: Dude, I'm doing my job. Yeah. Fucking microbreweries. Uh, uh, this
1: is the, uh, the Rodney Show. Hey, hey, uh, hey. Uh, yeah, you know. We don't I, judge. I read, I read Spider-Man. We don't judge. I read Spider-Man team up okay. number four, and uh, you know, it was good. And, uh, it and was next, good. Next on NPR is uh, a guy talking about pine needles.
0: Thank you. <laughs> also, if you'd like to support your you'd like to support, LST radio. you like to support Rodney. You can Here's go one. to longboxsmallfuck.com slash donate. Drop some money in my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it helps me get my voice bleached so I can get it that smooth. Your voice or your anus? Both. Because <laughs> sometimes they you talk out your ass. So, Star Wars. Breaking Avatar's record this week, right? I'm shocked it took it that long. I really kind of am too. I mean, today is today is the ninth,
1: so today it, it premiered in China, uh, the the one of the biggest movie markets in the entire world. So I'm gonna guess one of the biggest everything markets in the entire sure, world. Sure, sure. When you have most of the population there, yeah. Like, uh, I'm I'm gonna guess by Tuesday or Wednesday it will break the global record, and once it's done, I don't think you're gonna have another film. Probably until another, probably until the st- episode eight that'll break this record. Do you think episode eight will break this record? I don't know because there is. I mean,
0: I know this is really early speculation. I tell you why we know nothing about episode. I'll tell you eight. why not
1: because the naysayers that saw it and didn't like it probably won't go see eight. The the people like you and me who loved it, you've already sold a ticket. You've already sold two tickets to. Yeah. You know, you've already sold that ticket. You've got, so all the people that went and didn't like it, not going to go. The people that did like it will. So there will be, I, you'll see a drop. I don't think, I don't think it'll be a massive drop. It'll be a drop. Um, you know, we're not talking about like a Boba Fett side movie or a Han Solo side movie. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a mistake for either one. I think they should have done Yoda after, I, I. Uh, Really? You think so? Uh, I think Yoda... I think everybody would go see a Yoda side movie first. Because if you made it a little more family-friendly and go into his past a little bit... Because we know nothing about Yoda. Nothing about his race, nothing about where he's from. He's... You know, we, all we know in Jedi is he's 900 years old. Yeah. In Return of the Jedi. Okay, great. So he was training
0: Jedis for... How long? You know? What's the teenage... Well, and what sucks is... Yoda was actually extensively covered in the Expanded Universe. To an extent. Yeah. Well, none of that's canon now, so now they can remake up whatever that's what I'm they saying. want. That's what I'm saying. you yeah. got a
1: 900-year-old character that went through all the prequels, God forbid, <laughs> and, but also, like, pretty much everything that happened, like, in the old Republic games, you know, uh, you know nearly a thousand years of story yeah. to tell. Yeah. There's so much you could do with that. And so you could do a whole trilogy just of Yoda that would be entertaining and fun. You know, you don't have to show him from the beginning, but you could kind of have something that alludes to some
0: of the story. Well, you know that in the prequels, you know, the republic is fairly old, right? Yeah. Do you really think that there's a lot of story for Yoda? What if, what if like for 400 years he was just like an assistant it's just like, I'm just transcribing whatever, Master...
1: I, I don't... You, when you get to the prequels, you're seeing the Jedi at their height. You're not... Right before the, the fall? Yeah, right before they fall. So, they battled the Sith, I believe, a couple thousand years before...
0: None of that's canon anymore.
1: Okay. So, if that's not the case, you could see them build the Republic and the Jedi up over the years. You could see the beginning of all that. You could really see... A lot of different stuff going on there. And I think it's—I think that would be... First of all, it would be the thing to make up for the prequel. It would be able to say, okay, now this is a story that happened and, you know, you could have Mace Windu come back. You know? A younger Mace Windu. Yeah. Uh, see, I would like to see that. You know, you could have a lot of younger characters pop up. Mm-hmm. You know, Obi-Wan is a fucking toddler, you know?
0: <laughs> Alright, don't George Lucas it. <laughs> It's like, okay, okay. Obi-Wan's a toddler, Qui-Gon Jinn just happened to be his babysitter. Okay, alright, so now that you mentioned the name,
1: the petition about George Lucas, some fuckhole in Brazil has gotten on change.org and said, oh, we, we want George Lucas to come back because J.J. Abrams didn't do, this, do this episode 7 right. Okay, seriously, dude, did you watch those fucking prequels? Did you watch Phantom Menace? That was all George Lucas. That's got to be ironic. He's got to be
0: doing that as a joke.
1: I, I don't know. Because they're saying, well, Colin Trevoy could, could just come on and help, but we want George to be a part of it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, you guys, he did episode four himself. It was great. Then he produced episode five and six and let two other directors do it. And that's when they got better. Uh-huh. The story got more streamlined. We got better characterization. They act, the actors were able to act in the films. You know, there's a big fucking difference, man. I mean, you used uh um Marquand did uh, Richard Marquand did episode 6. And uh come on, I'm going to shoot myself for not knowing the, remembering the guy that did Empire who taught George Lucas. Anyway, great director. These are good. These were good, well-rounded directors that really knew what they were doing. And the same thing with seven, eight, nine. Hire the best people. You know. See,
0: I, I just I can't get behind it because he took his little stamp of approval at some point and stamped some concept art with Jar Jar on it. He was just like, "Yes, that no, is something that I." He want didn't do just that in my movie. What did you watch? The
1: episode one documentary.
0: Probably
1: okay. A long time ago, in the episode one documentary, he says verbatim, "The movie lives or dies with Jar Jar." He said Jar Jar is the selling point of this film. <laughs> if we make Jar Jar work, it's a hit. His words. You got to understand. He went back and did one, two, and three. He wrote and directed all of them. He didn't. He didn't pull off because uh, at you know now they're coming out saying like. Ron Howard or Steven Spielberg were gonna do like either episode one or three. They were gonna direct it, and they chose not to because they looked at the material. It wasn't solid. Like he he, they weren't great ideas. He needed he needs someone to come in and say, okay, you've got an idea here. Let me let me help you flush this out a little bit because you need just a little bit of help. But uh, look at the fucking attitude he had with um last couple weeks with episode 7 well you know I had these ideas and I let them I gave them these script ideas and they said they didn't want to use them they had their own ideas yeah dude no, no shit cause nobody <laughs> wants two hours of fucking trade federation bullshit we want to see some lightsabers we want to see Hansel we want to see some fucking wookies and we want to see some new people we like I don't want to hear fucking bullshit about taxes and fucking all this tariffs b- all tariffs and bullshit <laughs> fuck you you old flannel wearing bastard you know, you don't get to come back to the series. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing, man. He fucking sold the whole goddamn thing for $4 billion. Take your fucking money and go home. When the fucking reporters call, just go, Yeah, man, those kids are doing a great job. I love them. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I got a new black wife. I don't give a fuck about anything. You know? I got $4 billion. Even if he gave three quarters of that, he still has a billion dollars. Yeah. Even after taxes... He still has $500 million. And that doesn't even count his income from Lucasfilm. I've been to Walmart. I know how much a flannel costs. At, 18, <laughs> at $18.59. Well, that's how he saved his money. That's what I'm saying. If you, buy, if you buy 14 flannels and 14 pairs of jeans and 14 white shirts, you still have $499.9 million. You know? You're
0: still doing okay. You you know as long as you don't grow out of that flannel. So speaking of Star Wars, my uh, sister in law showed me a video that she would seen. Uh, it was a scene where uh, the the only thing that really gets said about Anakin Skywalker and Star in the original A New Hope. Yeah. Um. So he, they're in Obi Wan's hut, and he's saying, you know, my father was in the Clone Wars. You knew my father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I knew your father. Darth Vader killed him. Alex Guinness has some very like. Look away uh, moments where he's like thinking about the past, and someone intercut that footage of him burning, and standing uh, real evil looking, and and uh, yeah, they just intercut the two movies to make a lot of sense and and to be inside his head. Yeah, it was amazing. It made it made the scene because that's really a weird scene. Well, but
1: that that scene also is. Is you know is referenced in uh, in Jedi when he says everything is true from a certain point of view, and and it deal that's dealing with uh, the the archety- archetypal maturation ritual of young people. It's it's
0: basically say- Bill with the big words. It's
1: basically saying it's it's a it's a literary concept that the young hero has now come to find out that his idols are flawed. You know that his. His parental figure, be it Obi Wan Kenobi as a ghost, is a flawed person. Has lied to him. You know, he has basically told him Santa's
0: not real. Yeah. The Easter Bunny shits in your bed. Well, I also think that that was a part of George Lucas was trying to retcon the story to make uh, Obi Wan not be a liar. Yeah, yeah, because he, he didn't plan no, no. But
1: I mean, because he's saying he's saying you know uh, you know Darth Vader killed your dad. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I mean. It'd be like me saying, you know, I don't know. I'm not even going to try to make an analogy. Fuck it. Yeah, but see, if, if you did something like that and you were just like, we lost your dad, I'd be like, oh God, my dad's dead. And you'd be like, no, we don't know where he is. Yeah. I'd punch you in your goddamn mouth. Yeah, yeah. It's like, word your words differently. <laughs> okay? Shirt number three. Yeah. <laughs> word your words differently. Let's have a shirt number one, and then we can. Well, you're wearing shirt one. I am. Shirt
1: two is four chan gave me cancer.
0: It's it's our super uh, (laughs) limited edition, and then we also have the clitoris shirt. Yeah,
1: which was oh yeah okay. So shirt number four. Yeah. Okay, because shirt number two is the clit clitor clit clitoris Clitoris. or clitoris. Yeah. Shirt number three is four chan gave me cancer. Shirt number four is word your words right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I like it. So, but um. But no, it was just an awesome little video, It was just an awesome composite that would be of the cool. two different movies. And I almost wish that, you know, once we get all nine movies, let's edit the fuck out of them. Let's have some fun with them as fans. You know what I mean? Well, who was it? Topher Grace. Yeah, Topher Grace. Topher Grace guy? took
1: the prequels and he took, uh, he took essentially eight plus hours of film uh-huh. and made it three hours. Yep. And cut out. I think he said he cut out large chunks of Episode One. It's not needed. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, there's enough to introduce the characters and to get the basic story, mm-hmm. and then they, they then transition into uh, Attack of the Clones. I like to see it. I know that he's like, he pretty much can show it once a year, and he can't charge
0: a dime. Yeah, but I would like Disney to to be really cool and just be like, you know what? I know we have something that you guys let's have love. A week, let's have a week at Disneyland. Yeah, at all the Disneyland
1: place. At all the there's like there's four of them. There's like. California, Florida, Japan, Paris. Sure. They have all those. We'll have a week at all the parks, and we'll let Tover Grace show his cut of the prequels. Oh, well, that would be awesome. Because but... they own the fucking rights. It'd be like... And, and like, have him go out and do promo for it. It's like, who doesn't love Tover Grace? Everybody loves that seventy show. Yeah. You Everybody know? loves
0: Spider-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you forget about Spider-Man uh, 3, don't you? Uh, uh.
1: No, he did that Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Yeah, he did do that. Way better than Spider-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh,
0: I know I, I saw this on Facebook and I'm sure you did too because I think I forwarded it to you immediately. You saw the the new video for the Rick and Morty Pokemon game, right? Ah, uh, Pocket Mortys. Pocket Mortys. Yes. It's coming out. I think August. John, I'm sorry. August, January, <laughs> January 14th. 14th. Dude, I'm like six months behind. It, I'm or ahead. Or ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're ahead. guess I'm equally. Yeah. So, um, January 14th, Pocket Mortys. I'm excited. Are you gonna catch them all? I'm going to try. What was your favorite one from the poster? Oh. I liked Hippie Morty. I liked
1: uh, Reverse Mermaid Morty.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say my favorite was the Hippie Morty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was a, there's another one next to Hippie Morty, though, and I can't remember what it was. Hipster Morty.
0: Oh, there's a hipster morty. Hipster line? Morty is right next to it. All right. I may have to pick that one. But I like,
1: I... I like there was Mermaid Morty and then there's Reverse Mermaid Morty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, did you, uh, reading comics this last week? Because I God know... God damn, right. you, you were out last week, so I assume you're reading uh, your ass I've
1: been doing nothing but reading since the holidays. Well, that's good to hear. I'm excited. I gotta tell you, as we talked about at dinner, because we do share dinner every now and then.
0: Uh, no, today was the first one.
1: <laughs> in a while. Yeah. Our first official date, we went to the movies and...
0: Let me just say, if, if I had sex as much as you and I go out to eat, I'd be the most uptight man you've ever met.
1: Oh, well. I mean... Well,
0: You're crushing my hand, sir. Please let go. We'll <laughs> try to correct that. Please touch me. Someone touch me. <laughs> Please look at my penis.
1: <laughs> you don't even have to look at it. Just be in the room. <laughs> it's like a bad David Lynch movie. <laughs> um, Yes. So I, what did you actually read? Okay. So as I said at dinner, I'm, I'm really getting back into the indie comics game. Um, I I don't I don't think I've forsaken them. It's just you know I grew up reading superhero stuff. I was into the indie comics in, in my twenties, maybe a little bit in my thirties, but kind of got past them and was just back to reading the standard superhero fare. Now I am I'm back. I'm really like if if I had a flag and I was running it around, it would be Image. Like, I think Image, like, I've been, I told you, I've definitely read Saga. I was up on Saga pretty much from the beginning. I've got the first three trades. I think I've read up through the fourth. Now, Saga is about... Uh, it's about the eight, uh, two aliens that fall in love during the middle of wartime. They're, they're, their planets are fighting, and they end up, it's like a Romeo and Juliet story. They, have a, they get pregnant and have a kid and they're wanted and they're bo-
0: they're two species, right? They're two
1: different species. Okay, but somehow they made a hybrid baby. Yeah, and they make a hybrid baby and they're chased by both of their cuz one of them or both of them are soldiers. And they're they're both gone AWOL to raise this kid and they're being chased by both of their planets. And it it, it just has so much in it. It's so dense and it's it's funny and sad and kind of kind of real at times because it's a real, it kind of shows you some real life, even though it's aliens and science yeah. fiction, it really shows you the realism of relationships. You know, and, and how how two people that barely know each other and have a physical relationship, then have to get to know each other when they bring a kid into the world. Um, and it, it's not always easy. And it doesn't always work as planned. And it's fucking really good. And it's the crazy character's all throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I'm I'm not up to date with it, but I have read a good chunk of that. I love it, but the thing that's got me back in on Image is Black Science. Black Science is one of the best
0: books I've read in the longest time. Yeah, you were telling me about this one a little bit. It looked really interesting. Okay, and then when I looked it up, I read the first issue. I I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I wasn't. I i was not i was not compelled to read the second. Uh, You got to keep going. You got to get. It does have a little bit of a bump. You have to get over. You have
1: to get into the second issue because the first issue throws you into the show. You're not. You're not. You're not given all the details. Issue two gives you starts telling you what's going on. So you got to read two. I got to tell you that. Um, The concept of Black Science is very simple. If you take the TV show Sliders and the old TV show Lost in Space, the same concept. A doctor who has created a way to go from alternate reality to alternate to reality. Uh, he's got his two kids with him uh, and a team of scientists and they're going on a test run of this device. I won't say who, but someone in the group sabotages the the betrayal. the device. And there's all kinds of stuff. It, you've got a lot of teenage angst with the kids. You've got some adultery going on. You've got a lot of betrayal. Uh, Like The Walking Dead, just because you started with eight people doesn't mean those same eight people will be there by issue 18. Yeah. You may have people that join the group
0: from each reality. Uh, You may have some of the people dying off. So all I'm hearing, this is like a futuristic family that's Bill and Ted. No, it's Lost in Space meets Sliders. Did you ever watch Sliders? Of course I did. Okay.
1: It's Lost in Space meets Sliders. And they're... What you got to give credit for is these guys have some brilliant ideas of these these different Earths, uh-huh. the different alien cultures that are living on them, like what may have evolved out of it. Yeah. There's one where um, I think it's in the third or fourth issue. There are kind of white orangutan ape creatures, but they're not the dominant species. They're the host body for a like basically something that looks like orangish fire lightning. That's their soul. That's, and they're that's, they're the ape awesome. is the ape is born out of a pod, and the minute it's born, the light comes into it and a, and becomes part of them. That's awesome. I, okay, I'm telling so
0: you, I may have to stick with that. They're one. they're because that sounds right up my alley. They're
1: fucking. You got to go once you finish the, the the first book, you the first trade, you a lot of be like, okay, I got to read, I got to read the next two because they're they're so well done, and they, you know. Not... Ev- this isn't The Walking Dead where your main people... Like, you don't have a Rick that stays around. Yeah. You know... Everyone's. Uh, everyone is capable of being killed or dying. Yeah. Um Some people come back, but it's not necessarily what you think. It could be another version. Remember. Alright, no spoilers, actually <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I-, I gotta say, Black Science, I've read issue 1 through 18.
0: Totally recommend it. You've gotta be reading this book. Um... What about you? Uh, I've actually been reading some... I wouldn't, I don't know if they're indie comics exactly, but they're smaller publisher comics. Sure. Um, I actually picked up This Damn Band, okay. which this, this comic book is yours, man. Like, okay. you would love this comic. I've been in This Damn Band a few times. <laughs> yeah. So... And I'm sure you're going to be really familiar with the band dynamics that have Is there is there a bossy, overweight, bearded guy? There is actually. Okay, well yeah, yeah, I can relate to that character. Yeah. There is a big, bossy, overweight, uh, yeah, guy. So, um, but no, it's it's so weird because it's it's about a kind of a hair metal band All right. in the in the '80s who publicly they were a really big band, but publicly they were always talking about how they get their playing style from Satan. And they get their power to play well from oh, Satan. Oh, no. Um, long story short, they actually get involved in some Satan shit. Wow. Yeah, so you have bandmates, you know, with uh, drama, with the, the groupies. You have roadies kidnapping people who are possessed. <laughs> you have Satan showing up nice. at a concert. I mean, this this it's great. It's Spinal Tap. Meets, uh, what was the, the, uh, fuck. Straight the Compton. No. What? Why Straight of Compton? <laughs> no, the Rolling Stone movie that came out a couple years ago uh, about the kid who was the writer, Almost Famous. Almost Famous, yeah. Almost Famous. How do I forget Almost Famous? So, it's part, what was that other one that I said? Damn Final it! Spinal Tap? It's Smart Spinal Tap, part Almost Famous, and, uh, I don't know, Spinal sp- Part Doctor Strange. Is it funny? It's funny? No, not really. Really? Yeah. Oh. Then it's real life then. (laughs) It's real life. And like... Surprise, surprise. One of the bandmates is an asshole. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that always not, happens. I mean, but there can't
1: be whiny bitches in it
0: because there's no such thing. There as, actually is a whiny
1: bitch. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked. There's yeah. you, there's a whiny bitch in a band? There is.
0: <laughs> I think there's five of them. Are there, pa- <laughs> are there passive aggressive people? Because, I mean. That, that, com- that comes up a lot. That doesn't happen in bands. Yeah. But uh, this is from actually somebody named Scott McCloud. Uh, who wrote this. Scott McCloud? Scott McCloud wrote this. And I went to his website. Hold on. He's a cool dude. Is he in a band? Uh, no, but he he invents a lot of things for writers. Uh, he created this board uh, with just general symbology on it. Yeah. And you're supposed to kind of roll dice yeah. as a writer and move kind of wherever you want to and then decipher that symbol as where to take your character in the story next. Huh. So, just for instance, if it's a little skull, you can say, oh, uh, he's going to go to an island that's shaped like a skull that monsters are on it. You roll the dice again, you move your piece, it's a knife. Oh, he gets betrayed by his best friend. Like, it's whatever oh. you decipher the symbol as, you can take that character in that direction. So it's just an idea generator. Huh. It's, it's interesting, but at the same time... I'm not going to fucking use that. No, you know no, I mean? <laughs> no, you're too good for that. That's one of those useless things, like the plunger on the back of your head so you can sleep on the subway. No? You don't know what I'm talking about at no. all? No. You've never ridden a, a Japanese subway? Uh, no, because I've never been to Japan. Oh, alright. Well, I guess that's just, you know,
1: <laughs> first world problem, I guess.
0: <laughs>
1: sure, rodney son, whatever you say. <laughs> alright, so that's, that's uh, This Damn Band? Yeah. Okay. And
0: then uh, I also read something called The Sculptor. Um, well, you go one, I do one. Yeah, but I want to go twice. Oh, you cocksucker! Yeah, it's what I do. Oh, and by the way, the name of the band—love this band name, Mother Father. <laughs> okay, it's so good because it's like motherfucker, but it's motherfather. Is it really, Rodney? It is.
1: It's I. N- I never would have guessed that, Rodney. It, it's kind of play on words. Really? It is. Oh
0: wow, Rod! I never would have guessed that. I'm a master
1: at comedy. You? <laughs> I know that. Someone is.
0: (laughs) So the sculptor um, is a failed artist. He's a failed sculptor, basically. And uh, in New York. And it's a very long, like 500-page, self-contained story. It's not a superhero story by no means. What? 500 pages. You'll get through. It's it's a lot of reading. I I sat down and I couldn't put it down. I had to read it in one sitting. And by the end of it, I was just streaming tears. It was just like... Oh, you're really and selling it now. Okay, Bill. Bill, you gotta book out a complete day and by yeah. the way you're gonna be fucking emotional at the end. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't 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 read around someone who wants to respect you. <laughs> Cause it won't happen. you they'll look over and you'll just have Snot hanging down and like your eyes will be all swollen shut. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening to I'm them. I'm sorry, kids. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a great love story that you don't see coming. Um, and it it, it, it it does the same thing that you're saying uh, Black Science does with family relationships. Yes. It does the same thing. These two people kind of came together, and they don't know each other, and they're trying to get to know each other, and he's got his own shit, and she's got her own shit, and they're trying to balance it out. So it's really, really good. I, I can't recommend it enough. And that's uh, The Sculptor. Mm-hmm. So Very you find good. that at your local comic book shop.
1: Okay, The next graphic novel I read, another one by Image, Dead Body Road.
0: Now, I haven't heard anything
1: about this one. Well, I started going through uh, the 2015 list of things to read. And almost 60 to 70% of these lists were all Image. Um, That doesn't surprise me. They've been having a really good year. Yeah, Dead Body Road is a story of a man whose wife is a police officer. And she is shot during a botched uh, bank robbery. Well, that doesn't sound like anything that could happen in yeah. this day and age. And you find out that he was a former cop. He was a crooked cop. And he basically is going on a hunt to track down the people that killed her so he can kill them. It's it's a straight up. It's uh, the Punisher. With, so it's, it's a revenge story. It's a revenge story. It's uh, Death Wish meets the Punisher uh, with a little bit of Sons of Anarchy. There's some biker gangs involved. It's, it's really heavy. None of the characters are likable. Um... Of your three main, your three main characters that get involved, um, it's really good. Like I'm surprised we haven't heard someone optioning this for a film yet, because this would be a very, uh, I don't think it's a very expensive action film to make, but it would be very good. Uh, it, it's you know it's there's it, it's not Shakespeare, it's not rewriting anything, but it definitely you uh, you meet up with this guy and then down the road. You somehow run into his former partner and you find out that, that the, our main character is not an angel, never was really an angel. He's also not as confident as you would you could like him to be so it's different you know it's uh, you have a, a female character that's a that's one of the leads. I don't want to give away who she is, but she's very interesting and very sarcastic and the humor is very good in this um, when there is humor. I was gonna say
0: it didn't sound like a very humorous. No, title. no, no, no.
1: And and the main bad guy is a real, real like a Kevin Spacey, like real bad bad guy. Like just real
0: like the kind of guy like you know would fucking kill you. You know, it says something about you as an actor, if people can use your name as an adjective. Yes. Yes, like a Kevin Spacey kind of bad guy, and everyone knows what what you're talking about. Yes, he's ruthless. He didn't give a shit about other people.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I got to recommend one book this week, I'm gonna say Black Science. Read Black Science one through eighteen. If I can, if I can get two, I will say Dead Body Road and Black Science.
0: Well, I'm a generous god, so you go ahead and do two. Okay,
1: now I'm gonna fill up. I'm gonna talk about the rest of mine, and you can eat a bag of dicks. Uh, I read (laughs) Doctor Strange number four. Still awesome. Uh, it's still continuing with the same story of we're now meeting a group of science lovers that hate magic and want to kill all the magic in the universe. And they have gone through and slayed, uh, I think he, he said, 17 of the multi-dimensional Sorcerer Supremes. Like, each dimension has their own sorcerer. Yeah. And he's like, they've even killed someone I didn't know existed. And he's put out the call to all the sorcerer supremes to meet, which hasn't happened in five thousand years, and nobody showed up. Oh shit! And you're meeting you're you're meeting a group of people that are science based. It's like an Inquisition of science, whereas the Inquisition in the 1300s was religion with the of the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. You know, cleansing the world. I mean, I hope that all of our our listeners know about that. Yeah. Uh, this time, it's a it's a it's a science based group that is trying to cleanse the entire reality universe uh, of magic. That magic. That's awesome. That's a yes. great idea. And it's heavy. This this issue gets heavy. He goes back to the bar that he was in in the first issue. That's the magic users only bar. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people there, and he's having a meeting, saying, "Look, you need to be on point because shit's about to go down, and it's going to involve everybody in this room, not just me." Um, you learn, there's a, the, the book starts with a really awesome flashback of him training in Tibet and really breaks down and tells you, you know, that the, just saying a spell doesn't, it has a reaction, Mm -hmm. you know, magic has a reaction on the human body. I don't want to give too much away because it's really cool to read it. And I know they just wrote this. It's not part of his continuity. But it's really cool that they've added this dimension to the character. So I gotta say, you gotta get up on Doctor Strange. Detective Comics forty eight is odd. I read that this week because it's a new writing and art team, and it's still Robot Batman, and it's really bizarre. It's focusing in on if you're watching Game of Thrones, it's a killer that's kind of like the face the the shape shifting people, the face people. Okay. And they spend a good third of the issue with Bullock and and Gordon talking, and that's about it. It's it's kind of it's kind of boring. Yeah, well, you know, they're I think they're biding time to issue fifty. <laughs> like I'm bored listening
0: to you recap. It.
1: I know, I know. Um, I read Tokyo Ghost number three. I'm catching up. Back See, that up.
0: one seems interesting to me.
1: Uh, okay, because the- that one's almost got some like Akira.
0: Future it's got, technology. it's got, a, it's got a,
1: definitely akira it's akira Blade Runner little mad Max yeah. you know yeah, the I future is not clean and it's this guy and this girl that are kind of a bounty hunter team and they work for this mega corporation and they're uh they're they're charged to go to this island to bring down this warlord but they get to the island which is Japan and it's there's no technology it's a it's a paradise in a way you know, these, it's kind of like a hippie. How is that a
0: paradise? It's kind of like a hippie. What do you do for porn, Bill? Well,
1: you actually have sex. Oh. Yeah, I well, I mean, I guess. That's an yeah. option. I yeah. But it's really cool how... I, I've got issue four. I haven't read it yet. But three is really good. And they're, they're pretty dense. There's a lot of reading involved. But the art's incredible. Uh, it's the guy that worked with Snyder on, uh, on uh, The Wake.
0: Um, you got an email? Nope. Thank you podcast fan 1991 for following us on Twitter.
1: Yay. Yay! We got another friend. Yay.
0: Okay. (laughs) So what else you got? Uh, dude, I I actually have read more things that I can remember that I've read. Nice. I'm I'm trying to stay up to date with all my, my Marvel. Um, I've got a lot of image back issues that I need to work through. I'm, I want to start mind management. Um, Shit, man! There's a lot of good stuff out there that I want to read. I oh, I read uh I um I hate Fairyland. Oh my god! I don't know about that. Time. This is an amazing story. So it has a really cartoon uh, art style that would normally turn me off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's set basically in a. It starts. It has a narrator telling the story of a young girl who got basically sucked down into a an Oz Alice in Wonderland type Fairyland. Okay. So, the witch says, you just have to go down here. It's a simple little quest. Get the key, open the door back to home, and then go through it. Then it turned the page. 27 years later, she's still there. Fairyland uh, doesn't allow her to age. Yeah. But she aged mentally. Sure. So, she's like a 30-year-old woman who's never had sex, is stuck in the body of an 8-year-old, has, hates everything around her that's magic-based, <laughs> and basically she kills everything in her way. Nice. And it's it's so macabre and bloody, and, you know, macabre's not the right word, because it's colorful. Yeah. It's the most colorful, grisly scenes of murder I've now, ever seen. Now I'm going it. It's awesome. It sounds badass. And what's great is that uh, each comic starts out with a narrator who's telling basically what's happened before. Yeah. In the first issue, it's the moon. And he says something about how she's kind of a bitch. And she's like, you know, I can hear you, motherfucker, and flips off the moon. And he's like, well, I'm doing my job. I'm narrating. It's what <laughs> our storytellers do from the un- the storyteller union. And she pulls out a cannonball like machine gun and blows the moon out of the sky. Nice. And bloody chunks of moon are landing, like, in the beach below her. Nice. It's, it's It's awesome. Like, I... I'm reading it. What's it called again? It's it's uh, I hate Fairyland.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go read it tonight. Um,
0: yeah. So Craig actually recommended this one to Robin. Yeah. And Robin said, "I'm reading this," and then that's how I knew about it. Why is that's Craig why I picked it up?
1: Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. First of all, we need to we need to discuss something because that means that Craig from from B movies and e books is encroaching on our territory. We I don't, feel like it is. We don't go around telling people, oh, by the way, here's a shitty pamphlet book somebody wrote. You need to read this. <laughs> don't read this. Or or let's watch, you know... Ouch. Let's watch a Goosebumps episode. We don't go saying that
0: shit, you know? Are we about to have, like, a Civil War-type event?
1: Lay off our motherfucking Kool-Aid B&E, e right? Oh, or I'm shit. coming...
0: That or sounds I'm, like a challenge.
1: Or, I, or I'm coming back on the Rodney episode, and I'm not going to be nice this time. Oh
0: shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Dude, I like this. I, I hope we have some sort of like, uh, <laughs> beanie gang war. Yeah. Yeah. That we'll be win. Awesome. I mean, we're going to win. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to toot our own horns, but yeah. no,
0: no, but yeah, we would definitely win. They're not so fighters. Sorry. They're not fighters. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just can imagine us all meeting up in an alley. You're like, all right, now let's. What are the rules? No biting. Obviously, no punching dicks. No punching dicks. Bill, no punching dicks. This who's it like last time?
1: Who is? Who is Chevy? What side is he on? He's obviously on our side.
0: I, I, I have to, I have to agree with you. I mean, Chevy, Chevy would be on our side. Chevy
1: would be on our side because even though he's known them longer than us, I think he relates to our
0: plight. He, <laughs> the plight of the common nerd. Craig is unrelatable. <laughs> don't be mean. I'm not. I'm having fun. Having fun. Your face is fun. Love you. So, um, yeah, man. That's actually... I've been reading so much, though. Why don't you
1: quit playing the fucking Legos and do a goddamn podcast?
0: Dude, you know I'm, I'm great at multitasking. No, you're not. I'm fairly... I'm, I'm mediocre at it. I can almost focus. <laughs> so...
1: 2015, as we look back on it, is the ultimate year of fan service in film. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that, definitely.
1: I mean, basically, all of the big franchises were fan-made movies. You know, starting with Mad Max, Fury Road, which was George George Miller coming back and making the ultimate
0: Mad Max fan film. Did you hear that he's interested in not exactly pursuing Mad Max, but per- pursuing Furiosa in a sequel? He has said he said that from
1: since the movie came out. Oh, well, like that it
0: would be like he. I just got the memo. I'm sorry, Bill. Yeah, that
1: he's. But the thing is, is Tom Hardy is still set up to do three more sequels. Is she? I don't know, but I know that he is. I know that he said Furiosa, but I also know that he said. The next one may be Mad Max and the Wasteland.
0: Well, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Them mysteriously meeting again, you know that wouldn't bother me. Yeah. You know, Wasteland can only be so big.
1: Yeah, but um, you know, then you go to obviously Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, Jurassic World was another fan film. It has definite homages to the original. Oh yeah. And then uh, I mean, of course, uh, Creed. Creed was actually a fan film concept by the director and a friend of his.
0: So these are guys like at their house getting yeah, you know, out scrimmage. When they were
1: kids, they came up in college, they came up with this concept for a movie based on Creed's son. And that Rocky would train him because Rocky would be seventy, the same age as Mick in the original Rocky. Yeah. Makes sense. And, yeah, and so it kind of ties it all around and brings it back. And uh, you know, I think that that makes twenty fifteen kind of the an interesting year because now we're starting to see what the Japanese do, which is called which is fan service. Servicing the wants and needs of the fans as opposed to letting somebody just write something shitty. Instead of instead of hiring a writer in Hollywood that's going to write what they think, hire a writer that's just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I got this really badass idea for a sequel." Yeah. And all the fans will love it. Why? Because that's why people go to movies. They want to see something they love, you know? Okay, obviously, every now and then you get something cool like the Matrix, something that you didn't you didn't need or you weren't ex- <laughs> you didn't know you wanted you didn't know you wanted it. Yeah. Thank you, very yeah. good, I like that. You didn't know you wanted it, but now you love it. You know, now just and they fucked it up with the sequel. Well, but it you know again, had they hired fan service, <laughs> hire a fan service to write the the sequel, you know, and I don't think they should have tried to write and film two sequels at the same time. Like, I think it's a bad idea. Especially when
0: they had such shit stories.
1: Yeah, you know, it's different if you're talking about the Lord of the Rings. Because they had all three scripts ready to go. They, you know, they built the budget to film over a year. And they were they were smart. You know, that, that was smart because you could film it. You could do all the stuff you needed to do. And you're done. Uh, I think he would have been smarter to not do that with The Hobbit. Because I don't think The Hobbit is nearly as strong as Lord of the Rings. No, I I agree with that. You okay? And, uh, and, and, that's,
0: I, and I think a lot of fans agree. with They
1: don't that. look as good as Lord of the Rings. No, like because you can you can really tell like it's some bad CG in, especially in the third one. You know, I felt bad because I rewatched it recently and I was like, the third one isn't really that great.
0: Like, if you, now a lot of stories are coming out that the third one was basically they showed up every day and we're like, what are we doing today? It was a very like fly by yeah. the seat of their pants kind of kind of enterprise, and and, um, and even the director is 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 saying that he like he's he knows that it's shit. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. You know, it sucks
1: that they couldn't just say, okay, let's bite the bullet, let's let's take a hit in the budget and take a break for two months so you can figure out what the fuck you're gonna do. You know, and we'll send these guys home and then bring them all back. It'll cost us a little bit, but in the long run. If we're gonna make something that stands up, that people are gonna go to the theaters to see, and and the other thing is, is these films have got to stop setting a date in advance.
0: Yeah, they have to. They have to come yeah. out by that date.
1: Yeah, you gotta come. Like, uh, okay, well, uh, you know, Infinity War Part One is gonna come out on this date in this year. So you're saying the directors have a year and a half to make a film. Well, what if the story isn't good? You can't force. it. I mean, good art can't be forced. It's one thing. If they show up with the script and they're like, "This is the fucking bomb diggity right here," fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I completely agree. Um, this is like the the Hobbit movies. I I really kind of feel like they. Shit, I have no clue what I'm saying. So I I played like, with Legos for too long. Put the damn Legos I did it. Down, damn I, it. I did <laughs> it. I fucked myself. No, what I was saying is the the movie th- the Hobbit movies they aren't set to be as eternal as the originals. That that original trilogy is really solid. I can see myself 10 years from now popping those Blu-rays in, blowing off the dust from my old Blu-ray player. Yeah. You know, at that point, popping those in and watching those and enjoying those. Which ones? The original 3.
1: Oh, dude, I'm going to watch them next week.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. The I don't think the Hobbit trilogy can do that. I don't no. think it stands up like that. No. It's not its own thing. I, I don't care about those characters necessarily. Um, yeah, I, I think they fucked up pretty well, I re- bad. Well,
1: I remember when the original Hobbit... I mean, the, the Lord of the Ring trilogy finally hit... The extended finally hit Blu-ray. And I remember sitting there going... You should. It was only a few years ago. This is, this is a solid investment. Yes. I'm going to watch this. Because the extendeds are awesome. Mm-hmm. And even though the last one is fucking long, it's still worth every penny. You know...
0: The characters are really well developed, and that yeah. box set's a nice box set. It's an investment, man. Yeah, it's, it's a fifteen good... discs. It's... The Blu-ray? Yeah, it is.
1: No, maybe I got a maybe I just got a basic set. Then I don't remember yeah. being fifteen.
0: I got I'll, a... I'll show you what I have. E- each movie has you five probably, discs in it.
1: You probably bought the fucking ones with the gay bookend things. No, show. no, none, none the, of that. You know. You can sing your fucking Led Zeppelin songs with them. Yonder fights
0: the Hobbit and the Grove. I have no clue what you're talking about. See,
1: like a lot of the Led Zeppelin, the early Led Zeppelin, they make reference to the, to the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
0: So you made a 1970s movie or music reference, and you weren't you were surprised that I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about? Well, I know
1: if it's not Blink 182 and Blink 182, uh, or techno.
0: You listen to techno, dude. I love techno. Like
1: what techno do you listen to?
0: I listen to techno, electronica, dubstep, anything yeah, but with like, a Do you beat. have an artist you like? No, no. Like Spotify like tells, Dead tells me what I like. Like Dead Mouse. I like Dead Mouse. I like Dead Mouse. Like but yeah, Spotify tells me what I like. I'm I have just no like, idea
1: you like techno, dude. I'm
0: like, I'm a tech head. That's what I call myself. <laughs> what? You're a head,
1: all right. <laughs>
0: You're an asshole. I know. So. Uh, I'm getting my Legos again. Fuck you. Um, Yeah, like no, no, I love techno. You want you want to jam out after this? Sure. You want to like? I got a black light. (laughs) You got a black light and a
1: Spotify playlist. I do. (laughs) It's a party, motherfucker. I
0: think that's the title.
1: No, no, no. Put the Lego down. That's oh fuck you.
0: Oh, Rod. So, yeah, I, the reason I have Lego, I have to explain this. The reason I have Lego is because my wife bought me these really awesome uh, Minecraft Lego sets. Which I thought were Evil Dead. Yeah, you thought they were Evil Dead, which is weird. I, I thought mean, I it guess, was a
1: cabin from Evil Dead because the guy had a blue shirt and there was like a green looking goblin. Or you need
0: to hang out with your kids more, Bill. If you don't
1: know who Steve is. Look, I fall asleep when they play Minecraft because like I can lay on the little couch. And they'll be all I will hear is click 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 click. Like that puts me right to that, and the ambient music with it. Yeah, I even bought that soundtrack. I love it so much because it was putting you to sleep. Yeah, I love it, man. I love that. It's fucking awesome. Well, that's good to hear. At least it's supporting the Minecraft guys.
0: All
1: right, so let's end this bitch.
0: Look at you. You're usually the one that's like, I want to keep going. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. But today, you know, I got shit to do. I got comics to read, man. Oh, Lord. All right,
1: fine. For Long Box Small Talk, I'm Bill. And I'm Rodney. We will see you next issue.
0: is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and
1: ebooks.com.